Hello and welcome or welcome back to Small Talk. I'm Kirsty. And I'm Naomi. Hello. Hello. Happy belated Easter. Thank well, you. It's still thank technic- you. Yeah. Does it? I don't know. Does it still count? When do you stop saying Happy Easter and you start? I don't know, but it's, this is going out a week today. So okay. Happy, bel- happy bel- belated Easter then. <laughs> Hope you all enjoyed your Easter as well. Yes. Well, that would have made a lot more sense. We're back. We're back, guys. After our batch recordings for my holiday gone wrong, we're back. Um, If you want to hear about that, I did talk about it in the intro last week. So, as in the week today when we're recording, but this is going on a week later. So, technically, it's last week. Very confusing times. I didn't understand that at all. So, if if anybody in the audience (laughs) did, I respect that. I respect that because I didn't get it. <laughs> it's fine. So um, yeah, we're back at it. This this week we're talking all about documentaries. I'm actually really excited. I was hoping you were going to pick this question because I yeah. recently watched a documentary on Netflix. I wanted to okay. And I was like, oh yes, this is great because yeah. I was like, I, I love a documentary. Has not watched any recently? So I was like, oh, she might not want to do that one. But um, yeah, life updates, I suppose. Um. Not much you want to go first? I'm like not much. I mean, I'm. I will officially be back at work when this is up. Um, Same. I'm not back yet, so I can't really comment on what it's like. Yeah. I know I have a lot of deadlines coming up at work, so I can imagine it's very stressful and overwhelming. So I'm gonna go with that. Um, last week's episode, I did talk about how um I keep having dreams about drowning. So hopefully those have stopped. That would be nice. Yeah. And hopefully we'll be manifesting some emails coming to my inbox with positive news about jobs. So yes. hopefully when this comes out, I will have had positive news, but who knows? But other than that, I don't really have, yes. I don't have much going on. Putting positive energy into the universe for you. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. Um, I mean, my, I'm, a lot has been happening in my life. I'm going to be honest. Uh, So the last two weeks, I've been to the theatre a few times. I finally saw Les Mis. Oh, my God. Mm, Jealous. Mind blown. I saw it yesterday. I also saw, uh, finally, I know, listen, I know we don't fraternise with JK Rowling. I understand. But I finally (laughs) saw Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Also, so good. I know, but, like, she's so affiliated, and so I get that it's a point of contention. But, you know, yeah. So I saw that. That was really good. Um, what else have I been doing? I went to the Secret Bridgerton Ball. Mm. Oh my god, that was amazing! And it was so like it was very like last minute because they did like a Bridgerton theme life drawing class, like mm-hmm. at the same like the same place that they do the like the secret cinema secret ball thing. And I modeled for that. So then like the people that organized that managed to get me a ticket to go to the secret ball. Oh nice! But it literally was like it was so last minute. As in, I modeled for the class on Monday. And then they text me on Tuesday being like, yeah, we've got tickets for Saturday. And I was like, so when do you expect me to get an outfit for this, mm. please? So I literally like had to like call my mum and was You mean like, you don't have ball gowns just in your wardrobe? No, I mean, unfortunately, as a as a gal that worked work, that grew up in South London, ball gowns are not just something that I have to hand. <laughs> so. Do you just have them on tap? No, so I literally just had to go to my mom. I was like, go in my room and just pull out like every single formal dress I've ever worn to like a wedding or a prom or anything. Mm-hmm. And whatever still fits me is what I'm going to wear. So mm-hmm. I ended up wearing my like sick form prom dress. Um, mm-hmm. 
but actually it it worked pretty well because the whole thing is like it's like a whole three hour like immersive thing so you don't take your phone in and it's like you're like actually at the ball and then there's like characters like actors who are playing the characters from Bridgerton so you like go and speak to them and you have to like find little challenges and little side quests and like secret rooms to go in and basically the point is that you're trying to find out secrets to exchange with people to then try and like climb the social ladder um so it was it was really fun like you get given a character beforehand like a character name and like a family and stuff like that um and then uh you can also there's also like a competition that you can enter to try and like get crowned the diamond of the season like so the queen will choose one person as like the diamond just basically I guess kind of like winning prom queen um and I ended up winning even though it was a scam because I never actually entered the competition therefore I wasn't technically nominated <laughs> but I still oh I still managed to win how did you what how did you win if you weren't in the competition because um because you you probably were supposed to like find the place to go to like try and get nominated but me and my friend we never found it um and then there was one point like in the main like main ballroom Mm -hmm. where they were kind of doing like a parade of the people who were like the final nominees um so everyone was kind of like standing around and watching them and then you had to like there was like a massive staircase that goes up to where the queen is like sitting on her throne and they told the nominees to go and stand at the bottom of the stairs and like bow to the queen. So then my friend was like, I'm just going to go and stand there. And I was like, I want to just go and stand there too. So we just went and stood there and like pretended that we were supposed to be part of the group and we oh. weren't really supposed to be there. So then when they like right. shortlisted again from that group, they picked me because I had, me and my friend had been introduced to the queen already earlier in the night. So she like kind of knew of us and like had already complimented our, our like outfits and stuff. So I think we were already kind of like her favorites. So mm-hmm. she saw me and she was like, you. And I was like, should I say something? Like, should I tell them that I'm not supposed to be here? Because if I was nominated and then I saw some other random bitch who was not meant to be there and she's getting picked and I'm not getting picked, I'd be annoyed. But did you pay money to be nominated or you just like no. put yourself well then like- you just put yourself forward. Um, why and would then, you really be that bothered because it's not no like, I, I know but I if mean I, like I paid money thinking, I'd be like eh, what the hell but yeah but if fair. I if it was the same as like all you had to do was like sign on a list <laughs> it's like well, yeah that's true so then like I got picked into the like the short list and then you basically get like 30 seconds alone with the queen you have to like showcase a skill and obviously I'm still like confused as the fact that I'm <laughs> even there and they come up to me and they're like what's your name and what's your talent and I'm like First of all, am I supposed to give you my real name or my character name? I have no idea what's happening right now. And my talent, like, what are you even talking about? What am I supposed to do? So then, like, some people went up and they were, like, tap dancing and telling her jokes. And I was just there, like, I don't even know what's going on. Um, So I went up there and I just, I literally just blagged it. I was like, I'm going to sing you a song from um, our very own homegrown Lady Adele. And I sang her like two lines of Make You Fall My Love. And I was like, yeah, that's it. That's all I've got. Um, And then they shortlisted again down to a smaller group. So by this point, I'm like, this is really a scam because I really should not be here. So then it kind of went down to like audience votes where they like called out each of our names and it was about like audience Mm -hmm. cheers. So, I mean, naturally I got the most cheers. (laughs) And And then they announced me as the winner. And I was like, this can't be right like are they sure but I was like I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with it and then like one of the characters like staff people came up to me and he was like 
okay, we're all going to do like a group dance now and I'm going to be your partner. So I'm just going to like talk you through what to do as we go along. So you hold my hand on the right. And then on the left, you hold the hand of the queen. So I was like, I don't know what's going on. And now you want me to do a dance with the queen and I don't even know what this dance is. So then we're all like up on the stage doing this dance. And then he goes, okay, now you just need to stand in the middle of the stage and all the characters are going to come out and just start showering you with compliments. So then just literally out of the woodwork, all of the <laughs> other characters turn up and everyone's literally just like circling around me going, you are the star, you are the diamond, you are so amazing, like including the queen. And I'm just like, what? This cannot be real. This is so surreal. But also at the same time, I'm like loving it. Oh, God. And then I was basically like a celebrity for the rest of the ball. Like people just kept running nice. up to me and being like, oh my God, you won. Like you're the diamond, this, that and the other. And it was, it was a lot. <laughs> That was really fun. <laughs> I wish you ha- had your phone. I like wanted yeah, to see I just, it. Yeah, you couldn't bring it in, so I didn't. I literally no, because I like want to see it, all of it. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, What's the film. I want to watch that. <laughs> it was. I wish I could have had someone film it, and then I could have watched it back. But yeah, yeah. Right? so, no, so the actors really are just kind of like random people, though. They're none of them are like from the show. No, they're not from the show. No. They do look a lot like the people from the show. Ooh. So like, if you see them, you can clearly tell like who is supposed to be who. Mm-hmm. and they do play the characters like really well so it was it's really well done like a really well done thing so yeah nice it was, really fun. It was fun. fun wait so while we we're on the topic of Bridgerton you finished right I have finished it yeah okay which season did you like better I did like season one I say mm-hmm. that mainly because I think season two the storylines are very similar it's still that very much like forbidden love enemies to lovers kind of thing so I'm like okay this is kind of predictable we've seen this before we know that you're going to end up together at the end um but at the same time I do think that the actresses that played Kate and Edwina are like some of the most beautiful women I've ever seen yeah. in my entire life so mm-hmm. I enjoyed season two like Obviously, I enjoyed the the storyline, but I also just enjoyed looking at them because I just thought they were stunning. So, yeah. See, I really prefer season two, like really? a lot. Why? Yeah. I just like a slow burn. I like a. But a do you not think season one wrong... was a slow? Let's be fair. Season no. one was definitely not a slow burn. <laughs> I like a slow burn of a of a romantic moment. I think it. I th- I don't know. I just think it adds like an extra element of like character development and also allows okay. other characters to have more of a story. Yeah, I did like, like that. We, like... Um, that they like focused on Eloise a bit more this season. Yeah, and even the like, Penelope and things like yeah. that. Like I just felt like everyone was a little bit more well rounded. Like everyone kind of had more of a personality and more of like a a point to their story. And yeah, there was like other storylines happening that were just as interesting. That's fair. As what was happening with the romantic. And I liked that it took a while and it was like they both like knew, but they just couldn't figure it out. And yeah. And I just like the way that it was all handled. Like I liked that it was real. I like that yeah. like Edwina, spoiler alert, like people are listening, but if you've not watched it now, like I don't really know what to say. Um, I like that Edwina like was pissed. Mm-hmm. I like that she was like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's like, true. Like I, I appreciate that because if it was the Bridgerton family, they would have been like, "Oh well, such as yeah." They would be like, like, "It's fine. If you love them, just marry them." You know. It's yeah. Okay. Whereas I was like, "Do you know what? I appreciate like the realism that's happening here, especially with the Sharma family and with like mm-hmm. the way that they, the like situation with their 
parents that came into town and stuff like that and that horrible dinner where they were just like horrible people I was like this is like just like a lot more relatable almost I also I think I also did quite like the fact that they uh even though obviously the 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 casting is extremely colorblind I still like the fact that they kind of incorporated some of the like cultural elements like from India into the into the still like very British upper class kind of thing I liked that you know what now you say this I, I do think you have a good point I think the only thing I didn't like about season two is just that the love story was so similar to season one I was like this mm. to me is just very predictable like I know you're going to end up together at the end but I sometimes find that comforting that you know what's going to happen that's fair because then it makes the twists that you don't see coming more interesting because it's like oh yeah. like I didn't see that part coming even though I know how it's going to resolve yeah I don't know like all the different twists and turns that it's going to take to get there which makes it like gives it a new a new angle whereas like if you if you have like no idea then sometimes it can be like a little bit like I've got no idea what's going on do you know like it was kind of nice and I yeah I did really like I don't know I'm kind of in two minds like I really liked Penelope's storyline in a way and I feel like people are hating on her but I also kind of feel like I don't know I think she was just like do I think she's right by doing what she's doing no but I also think like she is trying to make a name for herself yeah I understand it I can't know but it's also kind of empowering the fact that she's a woman and she's making money Mm -hmm. and yes I think that she should have told Eloise from the get-go yeah but I do also respect her what she did to Eloise wasn't necessarily right yeah there wasn't really a right there she was definitely in a predicament and I definitely do agree with what she said like at the end when Eloise did find out about like at least she was actually doing something because Eloise is a lot of talk a lot of talk and I think also Theo had a point where basically you know trying to make that point of like yeah you talk about you know wanting to be part of the revolution and this that and the other but at the end of the day you're still this like upper class rich girl who's never really known anything else and it's never going to have to like you're never going to have to struggle mm-hmm. in your entire life so it's easy for you to say all that kind of stuff yes. because it's not real to you I totally agree uh, I really want them to get together though <laughs> yeah I want him to teach her a thing or two I, I think I want they have them potential. to like them to be together like that's yeah nice. <laughs> no but as in that's why them. I think they should be together oh I think yeah, he yeah could he could teach her a lot and, and she also, could grow a lot Colin has just gone so far down in my mind yeah. like what a prick yeah I, like, I don't understand how he cannot see like Penelope is literally right in front of your face and she's always been there and he like has started to acknowledge that she's always been there but then like jokes to his friends like he would never get with her I'm like that yeah, is nasty it's not nice it's not That's nice not a all. friend I was like no 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 you're a prick you're red flags all around yeah she deserves Penelope deserves better I agree yeah I think I think my, my perfect res- no but no. do I think she deserves someone it's yeah. right for also, her my yes. my respect for lady featherington went up a lot oh, at the end of the too. season Queen. after she she scammed the scammer i was like yeah okay one icon yeah when she was I like that. i have daughters to look after and they're my priority i was like yes yeah. as you like, should you, you own that as well like you'd be like fuck you like i don't want some young 30 year old like i can have you if i want but i don't want you i have children and that's my yeah. priority and exactly i was like that's iconic i was like i'm really here for that that's yeah no i think she did she's had right a thing. shitty life like, and she was she was smart about it as well. she was like, I, 
I covered all my tracks. Like, there's no way anyone's mm. gonna find this out. So I was like, own. this lady can't catch a break. Like, geez, no, I know. I don't want to be her. No, but she sorted it out, and I respect shame. it. I respect it a lot. For sure. Right. Anyway, though, we <laughs> we've been yeah. talking about Bridgerton for a while. We're supposed to be talking about documentaries. This is just Bridgerton is definitely a... not a documentary. Oh, a documentary <laughs> anyway. No. But I will say um, that what I watched recently on Netflix is called um, Fantastic Fungi. Now, hear okay. me out, people. I think hear I have that here. on my list. I watch it right now. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, do I'm really not want to watch it. So I I think it was Haley Sani, who's a YouTuber, spoke okay. about a product that she's been given with mushrooms in it. And then she was saying that there's been a lot of research recently about like how incredible mushrooms are for so many different things. And there was mm-hmm. this documentary on Netflix and she said it was really good. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I was with my parents the other day. We were trying to find something to watch that we'd all like agree on. Um, and then we started this and I was like, because I was like, girl, my dad will probably like this. And my dad kind of knows a bit about mushrooms anyway, because they're kind of part of the forest in a way. Right. Because the whole thing was about like, there's so many different elements, but like, was about um this underground basically they have these like pathways which are literally everywhere in the world where like yeah the main part of the mushroom is actually like underground and it mm. connects like they trees can like communicate together. and stuff yeah and trees like communicate through them mm-hmm. and they'll like help each other and then like the mother of a tr- of a like sapling knows where its babies are and like if it is in danger then it will like send more like carbon dioxide and water and stuff like through its roots to through that like this wild. pathway to the baby crazy. trees to like make sure that they grow and all this stuff and I was like what the hell like, I had insane. no idea I had no idea any of this shit I was like I'm sure and like all the different types of mushroom because mushroom is like a very broad term mm-hmm. it's really it's just a fungi and there isn't any other fungi as far as I know than a mushroom like yeah but there's a billion different types of mushrooms like there's loads and there's all yeah. these people that are like really interested in mushrooms it's like science kind of geeky and at first i was like this weird water all these people are, like obsessed they're like oh, like myceliums or something they're, like yeah. obsessed, obsessed with mushrooms and i was like okay but weird and then i'm like you know what i get it like i i still it's wouldn't fascinating be, still wouldn't be me but like i appreciate it and they all get together and they like eat mushrooms, cook mushrooms, look, research mushrooms. And I was like, this sounds weird. But actually, when you listen to what they're saying, I was like, this is mm-hmm. incredible. And basically because they regenerate dead things. Yeah. And they like, they make soil good again. You know, mm-hmm. like they take the dead stuff and they regenerate and make it back to life. Like they could literally clear up like oil spills. Like there's been research Damn. done. So like how mushrooms could like clear up an oil spill and how they could do so many like good things for the environment yeah it's, it's like really interesting because they kind of said like mushrooms are at the start and the end of life of the life cycle the yeah because, definitely. Like, they, they like decompose bodies and mm-hmm. things like that and take all the nutrients but then they also restart the life cycle because then the soil is pr- like is able to be used and then like insects will come and insects eat them and then like that will then bring like predators of insects which brings bigger predators yeah, and this yeah, whole, like, yeah. system. I was like oh my god it's so cool and then there was like a bunch about magic mushrooms that was also really interesting <laughs> and I but it was really interesting because it was about how it used to be like loads of research had gone in to discover like the psychological benefits mm-hmm. of mushrooms and we're not talking like 
a crazy dose no a very small dosage kind of like how you might use like um cbd right for yeah like microdosing or medical yeah. things medicational things and there was loads of research done into this and they were found to be like very very effective in treating loads of different things mm-hmm. or like yeah. w- working to help so like the guy who was kind of one of the main people in the whole show his mom was diagnosed with cancer like years ago like years mm. and years ago and she was told she was like too old to have radiology so she took like I think like pills or something but she couldn't have chemo basically but she could have take these pills try and then there was a like um what's it called a trial done right try that with like with a with a small amount of like magic mushroom and that like increases the impact that the drugs have and makes it more effective so basically like she's well not I don't know that she's still alive necessarily today because I don't know like when it was filmed and stuff but she was still alive like when they were filming and like for her his TED talk he like brought her out oh wow 10 years later and she was only given like like a year or whatever to live and I was like that's fucking mad that's so crazy so it like can help other drugs like enhances their use and like can do all these things because it's something to do with like brain regeneration mm-hmm. it can like regenerate like neural pathways so okay. they won't go back the same way that they were before but they will still function in the same way so it can basically like heal your brain it, wow. like it, like it like shows that like the brain is more like has more like plasticity to it than we recognize and yeah so it's really good for things like anxiety and depression yeah and, like, i've heard it's chemical. really good for a lot of like mental yeah health. and the, but then all this research was done but then obviously like then in america it was like the 80s or whatever and like or, I don't, like or whenever like drugs were really big and like nixon put on like a ban of all drugs yeah. you weren't allowed to do them and you weren't allowed to do clinical research with them either yeah so then it's so just it wasn't like increased until, the stigma and then it's just yeah so it wasn't until like 2000 and 2005 2006 or something I feel like it was around then that they finally like 20 plus years later were able to start clinical trials again like it was like taken off of the like blacklist yeah they were finally allowed to do it again but it's like imagine and they're doing all this incredible research right now discovering all these things within the clinical world particularly like within the um like uh what's it called like psychology not like but there's another word you know what I mean no, I know what you're talking about though. Psychiatry. Yeah. Um, within that field, but it's like imagine how much work could have been done by now though. Imagine yeah. like how yeah. much further ahead mm-hmm. they could be in all that research if they yeah, had I mean it's just, it's the same with weed as well. Well though, yeah, it's like crazy. Both of those things are there can be mm-hmm. so beneficial in so many different ways. And it's exactly as you said, it's yeah. like microdosing and knowing what to take and how much yeah. when can be beneficial it's not just about oh I want to take this thing so I can be high or so I can trip like and they have done so in, like, many benefits yeah as well. like but even it's... if it is going to like make you trip they do it in a way like because I watched a clinical trial like within the film and they do it in a way where like you do you have the trip like there at the psychiatrist office, office on yeah. a sofa like with ear defenders and like an eye mask and like the psychiatrist is there the entire time like talk you through it and Mm -hmm. do whatever they can to help and just kind of like encourages you just to let go because they always say like that when they let go like they have this incredible experience but when they like don't let it happen then it like freaks Mm them it's like a bad experience and freaks them out and then of course if it goes terribly wrong like they don't do it again but it's like it's done in a really safe environment where there's like multiple people in the room it's not just like 
what you and a psychiatrist like there's other people there to facilitate and I was like that's so clever though like we're actually interested in doing this in a way that's like gonna benefit people and Mm -hmm. I just thought it was so interesting like it's really like it's really annoying to me how there's still so much stigma around all of Mm. these like so many natural remedies you know you're like thc cbd magic mushrooms and all that but then it's like okay but then it's absolutely fine for us to like take all of these pills that have all of these side effects that can like affect your liver and your kidneys and your heart when you didn't have any of those issues before but it's fine for us to take those but like a little bit of a magic mushroom is like that's the worst well that's kind of what they were saying though that's one of the things that is an issue is that it's like a business model they said the reason this drug could be like mass circulated and could probably save lives and do incredible things yeah and like yes probably more research like I don't know the ins and outs of all the research like I am not a scientist I don't Mm. think I ever will be but like especially they hadn't had that break I'm sure loads could have been done but it's not a good business model yeah there's no money in pharmaceutical for pharmaceutical companies because it's like maybe the guy this one guy was saying it's maybe like one two three pills at most that you would need ever to cure you and to be it and be done with it whereas like think of how much money they make off people taking antidepressants like every day addicted to all of these things or like people that take um I don't know people that they go into nicotine patches after like smoking and then they go back to smoking or they go in those and like Mm-hmm. they never can get off either of them or even yeah. like taking paracetamol like yeah. every time your head hurts or just like are like just drugs that you would take like like I have friends that like have epilepsy and they have to take epilepsy every day for the rest of their lives and that's like that's there's money in that like mm-hmm. there's no definitely I 100% agree because it's then also like you, a... you get people to take one pill for one thing and then they suffer the side effects so they have to have <laughs> another pill to yeah. treat the side effects of that thing it's mm-hmm. a never-ending cycle it's uh, they're like not that, stupid um, they know what they're doing it's kind of like that well that's kind of like the i think the best representation of like the pharmaceutical company is when everyone got like not everyone but like loads of people got was it oxy like loads of people got really like i, I think it was oxy like loads of people got really high off of it and it like had massive impacts on people's lives and like destroyed people's lives and stuff and then mm. the same company that had kind of caused that then like did all the kind of rehabby stuff like mm also came out with like the rehab pill or whatever I can't remember the whole yeah. story it was one of those where I was like so you've just benefited yeah fully. they create they create the problem either way and then and yeah, then, yeah, and then the they give you the resolution I yeah. was like but you it's I don't mad. to be fair I'm not entirely sure that they knew people were going to be addicted off of it and at first which is I get that but like but then to profit off of the like you didn't have to necessarily especially it's a big massive company you didn't necessarily have to profit in the way that they did off of the, yeah. the remedies. Do you know what I mean? That's when you are kind of like, but like, where's the morals? Which there are no, no, there's the morals when it comes not. to money. You can't have just, both. It's just like crazy. But I mean, I suppose to answer the question, do you like documentaries? Obviously, yes. <laughs> like, yes. I yes. love a documentary. You and I should have started with when, that. <laughs> especially one like this. I just think it's so interesting to learn something new. And I learned mm. so much in that documentary. Like I was yeah. like, oh my God. And my dad was like loving it. And he even knew some of the stuff before. Like my mom was kind of half listening, but that's just kind of who she is. Mm. <laughs> She's one of those TV watchers. But I was just engrossed. I was like, this is incredible because I don't know anything about this. Like I knew like mushrooms are like mushrooms. I knew they were a fungi and you like you could eat them. Yeah. And I knew they like exist in nature, but I had no idea the incredible things that they do. I was like, mm. this is 
a massive like cha- life-changing moment I was like this is massive like yeah it's crazy is, like potentially like the future of so many industries and like nobody's talking about it and like, the thing yeah. that's funny is is that I think that was at one point the past of a lot of medicinal industries and yes. then as yes, the world exactly. moved forwards we we moved away from that and now people are rediscovering it and trying to make out like yeah. it's something new but actually I think pe- a lot of people oh yeah well they did talk used about to that. have this knowledge and it was lost and now it's yeah yeah they did talk about that and how it was like um lots of shamans and things would yeah. use it and lots of them still do it's still very present in like religions and things like that and within like Asian medical culture like particularly like Chinese medicine and things like mm-hmm. that like it's still a massive thing and they did speak about that and how like they have so much knowledge they can gain from that experience and what yeah. was really cool as well is like one of the main guys on it he started off as like an amateur research yeah like he just started off as someone that like became like kind of by accident interested in mushrooms and now this guy has like so he didn't go to university for science or anything he didn't go like the traditional route I suppose of academia yeah he just was interested in this thing and now he's like one of the leading researchers in this field Mad. and has yeah and has like um patents on different things that he discovered that mushrooms do for different animals and like the way that they work and things like that and I was like that's crazy that's and he just just because like I think he was like on a walk one day and like his brother said something about this mushroom and then he just became like interested in them and he yeah just went there. now that's like literally his full-time job like he has like a that's company crazy. to do that and they've been that's like trying wild. to the coolest one as well sorry I'm like really geeking out on this documentary <laughs> the coolest one as well was like um he's created like a mushroom to like save the bees so he's trying what? to discover like a mushroom that would help bees to like regenerate okay so, like combining different like um species of mushroom together to make like one mushroom okay that would help the bees to like regenerate because obviously like that's a big massive problem in the environment right now mm-hmm. so he's got like bees and hives and, he, and he's been like trying this and he's found these mushrooms that like because there's so many mushrooms all around the world like they, they're they not even all like found yet. discovered yeah there's so many that you're always finding new ones and so they find one I don't know that they created it with two or maybe it was already in existence and they just kind of like made it bigger mm-hmm. um but yeah basically like it helps bees to like regenerate and like pollinate things and all this and I was like what because wow. he was like I want to use what I know for like for good and like help yeah 100 and I was like that's really cool I was like I love that because he could be like let me make a f- shit ton of money off yeah mushrooms he could be like else. let me make explosive mushrooms and sell them yeah. to the military yeah, yeah like it's so I'm cool glad that he has it. But I do feel like that's, crazy. that's kind of something I mean this is a generalization big time but I do feel that often in science is not where the ethics lie the problem of ethics lie mm-hmm. I think that scientists are generally in general curious people interested people inquisitive people and there are also people that are doing things to like answer questions and gain mm-hmm. deeper knowledge and kind of improve the world as like a I know as a generalization but I personally think that where things go wrong in the world is when like business becomes involved. no 100% I, I think, think science ethics like... la- I think that when science and business mold yeah. together yeah you're you're in danger like you're at yeah. risk but somebody that wanted to be a scientist it's like not very likely I know you see all these like mad scientist things on tv but like it's not really that likely that they got into science to make mm-hmm. 
money because yeah. also to get make money in science it doesn't happen overnight like it no, takes a long time true. to get to where you want to get to and like obviously this guy happened to find someone he was interested in and worked and did a incredible work and now makes money of it but like even to go the academic route is very like time consuming it is expensive mm-hmm. AF, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of like lab work like working yeah. in the labs like working from the bottom grinding your way up like yes if you have privilege it's definitely easier but regardless like I don't think it's that easy to have the scientific knowledge without at least some inquisitive nature about the world yeah in my opinion typically comes from a good place yes typically I mean I think people are like interested science does I feel like humans are never without bias so whatever Mm. research you do it's always to an extent gonna have some sort of a a bias or a lens but at the same time I agree with what you're saying is that unfortunately science and conducting research can be very expensive and a lot of the times in order to get the funding from that that comes from a business and a business always has an objective so they might say oh well we're only gonna fund your research because we want to find this one specific outcome meaning that you then have to neglect everything else that you might find or even without even realizing it sometimes sway your research to give oh you froze naomi naomi i'm here wait you just froze (laughs) No, you froze. I didn't freeze. I didn't. You froze. Oh, no, does that you mean you froze. didn't catch anything I said? No. <laughs> well, you're frozen now. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let me try and hotspot or something. Uh, okay. no, you will need to does repeat that mean you didn't all hear anything I said. Uh-uh. Give me a minute. Let me hotspot because it's kind of like coming in and out. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Just give me two secs. That's fine. Ugh. Typical. I know you were going off on one and then it was like, nope. And I was like, no. I was like, I want to hear this. Wait a minute. Yeah, I was in the middle of talking and then I. Okay, let's see if this is better. Hello, is that better? Yes. Yeah, you're st- yeah. oh, you're moving now. Okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah, you're still a bit for it. Actually, no. Wait, you're back. Okay, yeah, you're back. You're back. You're back. I'm back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Your should your I just pit- repeat? Yeah, your picture isn't changing, but it's fine, and I can hear you. So, okay. oh, it's changing now. It's changing. We're good. Yeah, just just go okay. from what you're saying. Sorry. Um. Okay. What was the last thing you heard? What was I in the middle of saying? you were about to like we were talking about like science and business and then you were talking about, okay like, you were talking about like the research oh yeah so I was saying like of course yeah. like science was always going to have some sort of a bias or like people are going to be doing science through a lens um mm-hmm. but it's like true what you were saying that like conducting research is very expensive and a lot of the times to get funding for said research will come from a business and a business always has you know an objective they always want a specific mm-hmm. outcome they're always trying to find a specific thing and so because of that, you as a scientist might be trying to, you know, do objective research. But if the people that are funding you are saying, we need you to find this, you might end up ignoring other findings that could be really beneficial. Mm-hmm. Or you might end up 
consciously or subconsciously swaying your research to give them the outcome that they want just because if you don't then they pull your funding and you're left flat and it it does I think it puts a lot of scientists in that really like difficult predicament that they want to pursue the pure knowledge but they just don't have the funds to be able to do so oh I totally I totally agree I would I will say like when I'm talking ethics I mean more like the reason for just to like clarify not like anything you said doesn't go against what I'm saying but I'm just to clarify clarify like for listeners yeah when I'm talking about ethics I mean like kind of the reason for doing their research I'm not right. talking like the testing I know like within science there's a lot of issues like with what they test on or mm-hmm. how they, they test on or tests. how they yeah. do their testing and I know that like science is not exactly being like forward thinking in terms of like feminism and like mm-hmm. equality within the workspace in a lot of ways like not that it's actually been that different to most industries but regardless it hasn't yeah. been a standout industry for achieving those things mm-hmm. I'm just talking more generally about like the reason for wanting to do research and the reason for like wanting to discover these things and what they want to use these things for like when I'm saying like these people are really interested in like using mushrooms to like fight climate change like that's like a really nice thing to be researching mm-hmm. so I think like mm-hmm. some of the research they've done like they probably didn't need to do on like mice and stuff yeah yes in my opinion but having said that like I do not have a scientific background I do want to be a scientist when I was a kid but like other than that like I don't I don't have a lot of knowledge in that field so I don't know what the other options for testing are to really speak fully on that to give a feel because it's a hard one because it's no I don't think they should should kind of use animals ever I don't think that's cool I don't think that's nice I don't think it's but it's also like if you want a live thing what Mm -hmm. do you use do you use Mm -hmm. humans that volunteer but then then you get into a complicated situation whereas why are they volunteering like are they volunteer because you surely no one's going to volunteer unless you're giving them something so then like you're giving them money so then it's going to be people that are not well off and need the money yeah so then it's like kind of becomes like then it's not then it's not that yeah it's not a representative test group it's also a class issue because then if something goes wrong with this then that happened to that person because of x y and z and then maybe they need medical care and maybe they live in a country where they can't afford medical care yeah so then it's like and then it then it just very quickly dissolves into eugenics essentially which yeah Yeah, so i think like there's a lot a lot of things that like i don't know enough about in science to comment on but i do agree i do think that business models are kind of the the evil within most things in the world i hate to say it no i I, agree i need capitalism to live i'm not denying that fact without capitalism i would not be living in the world that we live in today because Mm. this world that we live in today sadly does not exist without capitalism unless we realize it hasn't for centuries even when they were trading things rather than money it was still capitalism. that's still early form of capitalism it doesn't matter that there wasn't money being exchanged there was still something happening there's still goods being exchanged and honestly like I don't know that you can tell me a time historically where it wasn't something that happened in the world and can you fully actually tell me that because were you alive for that so will we ever really know probably Mm -hmm. not because we weren't Mm -hmm. we weren't there so I I will never know I think yes sometimes it sucks but I think also sometimes like not like not that there are benefits to capitalism I don't think but like it is how we live in this day and age Mm -hmm. and also like it can be used for good does that make sense like as in like with charities and 
donating and I suppose that's a whole other kettle of fish of complicated but but yeah because then it's like as a charity is your goal to get shut down know what I mean yeah is your goal to achieve everything you want to achieve and then no longer have to exist that's very true but then what does that mean for you as a charity yeah because then they find the cure for whatever it is that you're you're petitioning for and trying to get the cure for and trying to get the help for what does that then mean for all your employees and for your organization when they find it mm. you know I thought about it like that yeah that's a good point damn yeah well it's just there's a lot of <laughs> i've just seen things in the before that are like kind of uh what do you call them like um oh what's that called like thingy theories like when people just kind of go a bit crazy with things in their head is what, what it means, but I can't think of the word. Um, oh, conspiracy. Oh, conspiracy theories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Conspiracy theories of like, oh, well, this charity actually doesn't want this to happen. But I can kind of understand. I don't think I feel true. like conspiracy theories always start with some element of truth. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't people definitely true, get carried away. I understand I the rationale. Yeah. There's always a rationale behind the idea. They maybe took it too far. But yeah. I do understand the rationale and existence. And like, I am speaking on this as somebody is trying to form a charity. So like, I'm, I am being hypocritical in that sense, but I don't know. Like, I think probably my goal is that maybe we do get to a world where my charity doesn't exist. I don't think that's possible, but that would be nice, that would but be I nice. don't think it will happen. But it's just an interesting thing to consider. So mm. anyway, we've spoken that's a lot point. about... I mean, one documentary yeah, fundamentally. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I just had That's to share. Okay. No, honestly, your documentary was way more interesting funky. than yours was, was way more interesting really than the like, one I was going to talk about. Don't even worry moment. about it. This is yeah. my moment to shine. And then yeah. I just kind of went off on one about my own potential documentaries by signs of it. Um, just, I don't know. I just like the documentaries make you think. It's yeah. nice sometimes to leave a space feeling mm-hmm. like you have questions yes and not i think also like a, I the answer to yeah i think also like a good documentary is one that like also shows you like how the the one topic links to so many other things yeah because like yeah. the one i was going to talk about i was going to talk about um I don't know if you've watched Athlete A, which is basically about have, like, yes. um, so I, so that's basically for people that don't know is essentially like the investigation into um, the, into Larry Nassar, who's like a, an Olympic gymnastic, like physiotherapist. And over like a span of however many decades, he was abusing a lot of the young mm. gymnasts. Um, but I think what I really liked about that documentary is they brought it like all the way back to the beginning and was like, basically the reason that we're here today is because this one like 14 year old Romanian won a a gymnastics gold medal back in the sixties. And then that started a trend of using like younger and younger girls to compete in gymnastics. Mm -hmm. And like, that wasn't even something that I had ever considered that that was how that might've started. But I like the fact that they were like, okay, yeah, we're talking about this one isolated thing, but to really understand why this has Mm -hmm. happened and prevent to understand the context yeah we need to go all the way back to the start and that I really loved like that aspect of it like it was disgusting that like everything that had happened and the fact that you know the first one to come but it wasn't important and stuff but it's a very important element to consider because if you look at it like that then you can sort of think okay so then how has that blueprint been brought into other sports and how are those other athletes pot- potentially mm-hmm. being abused and taken advantage of in ways that 
we hadn't even considered so mm-hmm. yeah. and I I think that documentary was also a lot more current than people realized mm-hmm. because although the case hadn't necessarily happened in the exact moment yeah. there are still athletes right now like right this second who are performing in that team who were there when he was there and who were abused with him like take like Simone Biles yeah I didn't realize like, like I, I think that, it, but that I didn't realize like it was a, as recent as her I was like, well that's what Simone I Biles, that's like... why I think that is such an important piece of context when it comes mm-hmm. to the 2021 20, right yeah Olympics Olympics yeah yeah because her decision in that moment I think had a lot more going on than people recognized in the moment and I think regardless of whether it had 15 different reasons or one different reason doesn't really matter in my mind I think you do what is right for you Mm -hmm. your country values gold medal over Over your your well-being that that's an issue anyway especially Mm -hmm. when you've got like the most of all time like yeah you don't need another one it's yeah like give me a break and I absolutely think she made the best call and I appreciate her honesty in doing so and Mm -hmm. not putting herself in danger because I actually think that was an incredible moment within sports for young people especially yeah it was a moment to turn around and say enough's enough Mm-hmm. like you matter like what you do matters and I think yeah. it's actually an important moment for like all the parents that stand on the sidelines shouting at their kids and screaming at their kids and being and they horrible. just push and push and push and, and like push them yeah her turning around and saying no like and I appreciate also that like maybe her parents didn't push her into it and things like that but that she was able to say like this isn't working for me right now mm-hmm. and yeah. the same with um Naomi Osaka with tennis mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't care what people think about whether or not she chose to do press. I don't care if you think that's part of the job. In my opinion, why is that part of the job? Mm. It is. She wants to play sport. She wants to play tennis. Yeah, she does not want to be. She's a not here to be a public star. figure. She does yeah. not want to be in a film. She does not want to write a really famous book. She does not want to go on chat shows. She doesn't want to do those things. She wants to play the sport that she loves at a high level. Why yeah. does that always have to come with a public expectation? And I think like people like Andy Murray do a great job, like as a squad, I'm always going to shout him out, like of being like fair play, you know yeah. what? Do what you got to do. And like, I just appreciate him as well in the media because he just doesn't give two dams. And I, I really, you know what I really love about him is like, he is like, he's unashamed unashamedly like venus and serena williams like biggest fan oh yeah because i feel like tennis as a sport they are so good at trying to undercut the experience of them and like Mm. the amount that they have achieved and andy murray will fully be in an interview if they say one one thing and they're like oh you're the first person to ever do this he'll fully be like no that was venus and serena yeah i love it forget let's not forget that they exist and i love that he is dry and i love that he is like deadpan and cut because well one he's Scottish it's kind of a humor a little bit Mm. and two like he doesn't want to be on film like he does not want to be on he's not here he's not there for the fame he's not there for that he's not interested like the best moment of all time was like the Wimbledon interview with it asking all tennis players like how to eat their strawberries and people were like oh with creams with sugar and cream and Andy Murray just went with my fingers yeah stupid question and I was Why like, icon. I was like, yeah. that's iconic. I love that he did that. And I think, yeah, I think that that was such an important moment. And I think if people had recognized that context in that moment, it also might have given them a little bit more perspective. Like, 
she was at the Olympics with that. Yeah, I think a lot of people just that's I think that's why a lot of people like reduced her down to like being oh she's just soft and it's for mental but it's like if you realize that she was also dealing with that but because they were trying so hard to keep it under wraps then she gets the brunt of the blame for it and it's like she's literally yeah. dealing with like a sexual abuse and she's only one right now still in the team yeah like so that's, that's got to be a whole new level of hard yeah and it's also her your... it probably hurts her to know as well that this man has been able to get away with this for so long like how how does that make you feel? Like you're supposed to be heralded as like the country's sweetheart. You're supposed to be the one that's bringing all the gold medals and that's that and the other. And it's like, okay, but you've allowed this man. Yeah, you're the GOAT. But you've allowed this man to work with me and so many other young girls for decades. And people have been speaking up and you care more about this man than you care about us. Like we clearly mean nothing to you. Like that, that weighs down on you, especially if you've given your entire life to a sport like that that is going to ruin your entire body like once their careers in gymnastics are done when they're like 20 25 do you think they can just go and walk into anything else like their bodies are literally torn apart and destroyed like they give everything to this sport mm-hmm. and they're just being shown that they're dispensable i know and they're disposable and they don't care like that's exactly. not that's not okay that's not so cool. to end the episode <laughs> watch documentaries if you don't oh my god watch them there are so many it. good ones you won't regret it if yeah. you, the ones we talked about don't sound like something you're interested in don't worry there's plenty yeah. out there my i guarantee if you're interested in through i was gonna say guaranteed you're interested in anything there'll be documentaries out there about that thing and i guarantee you that there's probably a louis through episode yeah. on something yeah. that you'll or, watch. or a david attenborough and you'll oh, fall in love still with that love man. that man. You'll fall in love with both of those men. Yes, both of those the, men. The, the peak of documentary, mm-hmm. of documentaries right there is the, those two. Maybe yeah. you need to find a woman in the next. I was going to say, it could be a little bit of a trifecta, but yeah, we're working on that. But those that. two always hit, not going to mm-hmm. lie. You know. Actually, special shout out to the National Geographic documentary series that Will Smith recently mm. did. I forget what it's called, but that was also great. Definitely nice. watch that too. Okay. But anyway, thank you so much for listening. Um, yeah. To follow along with all things fab, head to Instagram at Fancy Blather. Maybe we'll even give you a few documentary recommendations this week. And oh yeah, um, we go to our website, fancyblather.com. And don't forget to follow us on TikTok. Fancy Blather. not a documentary, but like maybe it is. Like a it could turn into that. Yes. Minute potential. of our lives. It's kind of a documentary. So yeah, have a good week, everyone. Bye. Bye.